Hi, welcome to Commercial Real Estate Eyes Wide Open podcast. I'm Ann Hambly, the host of this podcast, and I'm honored today to have with us Ian Anderson, who's the Senior Director of Research and Analysis for CBRE. And when I we first reached out to Ian, we understand that his primary focus in the research there at CBRE is life sciences, which we were very interested in. So thank you, Ian, for agreeing to uh, attend the podcast and speak to our listeners. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Great. I'm going to start out with uh, the question I asked you the other day, but I, I want to ask it again, just to make sure that everybody listening understands your definition of life sciences. I think we all sort of have heard about it and recognize it. And maybe it's an age thing. Maybe young people understand it completely. But um, I wasn't 100% sure exactly what falls into life sciences when I first um, talked to you about this. And I, I think that would be a great place to start the conversation, if you wouldn't mind. So 101, life sciences. Yeah, sure thing. So I, I don't. I think maybe a, a better place might be to start with maybe a, a poor um, attempt at a, a, a broader definition of the industry. And so generally speaking, because people get confused whether things like aura rings or certain health trackers are part of life sciences. And generally speaking, they're not. Generally speaking, we're for the life sciences industry, we're talking about segments of the chemical industry or the biotechnology industry that are instrumental in improving human health. Uh, so one side of the life sciences industry, which is the larger historic side is the pharmaceutical industry. And that grew up alongside the nation's chemical industry. And where that mainly happened was in uh, several places, but I'd say two major ones. One was the corridor between New York and New York uh, and Philadelphia. So today you will see a lot of a big pharmaceutical presence in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. You'll also see it in the Chicago region as well, too. Uh, and that's been the biggest segment of the, of the life sciences industry that has grown it over the past 100 plus years. That's everything from uh, well-known household names like Pfizer or Merck and so on and so forth. Uh, but it has a smaller, much faster growing subset, which is the cause for a lot of the excitement around the industry today, which is the biotechnology side of it. And that is based on, uh, in, on living tissues, the manipulation or use of living tissue in order to improve or affect human health. Um, and so those are the two main parts of the industry. There are certainly other associated uh, perhaps lesser impactful ones, such as medical devices uh, and a lot of the modalities in which uh, you get the drugs or the biologics into the patient. But I'll kind of wow. stop there, maybe if that was helpful or if you had any other questions. Oh, I'm going to have a lot more questions, but no, that was okay. very helpful. Thank you. That's, that's a great sort of recap for those of us that are not ultra familiar with the details. So is it it, it, how you said it's grown or it's been around for about a hundred years or something. And you um, talk about, has there been an acceleration in the growth as technology gets better? Did COVID affect, uh, I imagine COVID had a big effect on uh, your space. So talk about those two things. Sure. Yeah. Well, first, yeah, it's definitely more than a hundred years old. So we got to go back much farther. I mean, you can go back to the invention of aspirin or, 
uh, remedies in the mid 19th century, so on. But so it's a lot far. Uh, it's a lot. It goes back much farther than that. I would say the industry started to see a significant shift probably around 50 years ago with advances in biotechnology. And some of that was pertaining to plant life and the environment. Uh, but that later has obviously increasingly affected human health. And I would say that has steadily increased and made a, made a bigger and bigger impact over several decades. But the big, the big, there are two major, um, major events that propelled the industry to its current levels. One of which was our ability to fully map the human genome and to make significant advancements and efficiencies in mapping the human genome. So uh, I forget the cost exactly, uh, but I won't go there because it was probably a half a million dollars some 20 years ago to do that. And um, probably over the last couple of years, it's under about a thousand dollars to do that. So that was one, the full mapping of the human genome. The second was, was with significant advancements in CRISPR technologies and editing the uh, human genome. So now we can manipulate, edit genes of humans to make major advances in diseases that the traditional pharmaceutical industry has never been able to. Wow, it's actually such an interesting thing. Um, so did COVID have a big impact on uh, your business and you know, yeah. and the whole space in general? Yeah, yeah well, there, then, then, there's, then there's COVID. And COVID wasn't as big as those other two events I mentioned. It was more mm -hmm. a bit, it was more a bit, and I don't want to use this term, but I don't think it's that, um, it's not that deflating to the, the industry's momentum, but it was a bit of a sugar high for the industry. I mean, it was just, <laughs> yeah. it was just for, in one, in one way, the industry kind of had a, had uh, some poor reputation associated with, associated with it, which is price gouging, which is politicians needing to pull in drug prices and everything. And so when COVID came around, all of a sudden, life sciences became the savior to this whole solution. They, new technologies were developed that is going to provide further growth for this industry in the future. But most of it was just regarding around vaccines. So that was kind of a short-term boost. It brought a lot of attention to the industry. So a lot of investors and a lot of money started getting funneled into it. But COVID itself uh, did not markedly change mm -hmm. the trajectory of this industry going forward. It was a bit of a sugar high, a lot of money thrown into it. In a way, we're kind of stabilizing after that big rush over the past couple of years. Right. That was a great way to word it, the sugar high, because, you know, um, there's a lot of things we just have in our everyday life that we don't think about air for one. Right. And it's really not, you don't think about it and all that, but if it's ever not there, right. Then we, we get all panicky, of course. And so a lot of people actually, I think it's this, all this biotech stuff is happening, but we never really pay attention to it or know that it's going on. It's just behind the scenes, but it became the front you know, the front of all of our views during COVID. So, you know, I didn't, I mean, all, all, we could talk about so many things like that, but I hear, I hear what you're saying. It just made us all aware of it, if nothing yeah. else, and brought it to the forefront, you know? Yeah. So, um, so do you expect, what do you see the future um, 
growth trajectory sort of of this space? Is it going to continue? You think what, what do you think is going to happen? I know that's possible, and you probably hate to do predictions, but assuming your research covers that, what, what do you see as the future of this area of our business, of our world? I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's two there's two kind of different traject or tracks there. One is is the track of the industry. And the track of the the future track of the growth of the industry, from our view, is still very strong. And I would say most people's view, there's just been fundamental shifts and advancements in technology. Um, I mentioned the gene editing, the CRISPR technologies, where you can edit the human genome to prevent certain diseases from occurring uh, or um, reduce their effects. That and with the growth in high technology, that's amplified all of that associated growth or accompanying growth in the biotech industry. So that's still strong. That is still going forward significantly, um, and it could even accelerate over the next stage. So all that is very good. Um, I guess the other track I was going to mention is is how is this affecting the commercial real estate environment? And Read so, my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So as the strength of the industry continues to grow, and maybe I should say to qualify while the strength, while the, the, the long-term growth of the industry is still very strong, uh, it's good. It, it still deals with cyclical setbacks, just like any other, mm-hmm. uh, any other industry though, it's much reduced. I mean, the data shows when you look over economic cycles of the past, the fluctuation in employment and the life sciences industry is much less than some other industries. But nonetheless, we're going through an economic cycle now. So growth is slowing, less money is getting funneled to the industry. Uh, so we'll see slightly slower growth in the near term, especially with a recession. But the commercial real estate is, industry did, I mean, it really jumped on the bandwagon over the past two to three years. And uh, we have experienced uh, ongoing flood of calls from investors, um, um, uh, debt placement agencies, um, developers, uh, all of them just wanting to get a piece of this growing pie. So with pro- we, we currently have more construction of wet laboratories in the United States than we've ever had before. And so our thought is, is that supply, as is typical through cycles, got ahead of itself a little bit. And so we're going to see higher vacancies in the near term for a lot of labs around the country. In the big hubs, Boston and San Francisco, it won't be significant, but it's going to need to stabilize a little bit and catch up to itself. Okay. Um, so it's not uh, directly related to like a recession, but I imagine companies in general, of course, when you're in a recession, like you said, don't deploy as much money into certain areas of their business that aren't immediately necessary for that for life in that day, right? So yeah, maybe that's I mean, how it just, it's affected like a lot of things. I mean, um, I mean, it's everything that, uh, for example, for large pharmaceutical companies. I mean, sales are going to go down a bit, just as as uh, households pull in their pocketbooks a little bit. So some of that is normal. And some of it is, is some of the emerging biotechnologies, they don't have the same type of funding that they had two years ago. So venture capital is not as plentiful. It's offering, it has a little more scrutiny on the dollars they're putting out. And the IPO window 
or exit windows for a lot of those companies mm-hmm. is not there the way it was two years ago. Yeah. What caused you to get into this area of the business? It's very, very interesting, very unique. And uh, I imagine you either love it or you don't know about it maybe, but what caused you to get into it? Well, you're going to have to do some editing at this point, I think, in your uh, podcast. But I'm doing we'll it because I uh, know my, I, I mean, somewhat, well, no, true story is, is, is that I didn't have much interest in it. I didn't track it about six or seven years ago when my boss asked me to track this. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. I was never a bit, I was never big into biology or chemistry, mm. uh, a real estate person, urban planning background and everything. Uh, so I was a little, I was a little bit out of my sorts when I first uh, started to track this industry, but I was the only one who was asked to create a, a research platform at CBRE. So I had to get up and running very rapidly. I had to use all the resources I could gather, all the all the benefit of intellectual knowledge of colleagues and contacts in the industry. And the more I got closer to the industry and understood what was going on, I realized that this was a really big game changer. And there was a lot of exciting stuff going on. So I started speaking about this, not only with all the trends I was seeing and reading about, but also in our data and finding out from our our brokers, just uh, fielding requests for space in the field, that something very exciting was going on here. And and so I don't know, four or five years ago, I started to um, speak pretty broadly across our company about this. And it took a couple of years to catch on. I think people thought it would be something very much on the periphery, mm-hmm. commercial real estate. But it's interesting now because it's really emerged front and center to a lot of our brokers. And, and again, we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves, but I just read an article uh, about the kind of demise of San Francisco and the lack of office workers going into town. What are they going to do with a lot of these office buildings? And when you read some, many of these articles about that, uh, frequently life sciences is brought out as one of the saviors to some of these office buildings, particularly in San Francisco. So, you know, what are we going to do with some of these empty buildings? Well, people mention mm-hmm. multifamily rentals, they mention affordable housing, and a lot of times they'll talk about labs. So, um, you know, what was something that people just may have dismissed four or five years ago is just kind of an alternative property type is kind of front and center as some savior for downtowns, which it will not be, but it's just remarkable how much has changed in the last six, seven years. You know, I'm not going to edit any of that because you know what you're your what you just described is probably how most of us got into the space we're in in our industry you know we were either asked to do it or we saw a need and it was unknown to us at the time and we get in it and then you know either you you love it or you don't and i i uh i I think what you're describing and the intrigue to me and i hope the listeners appreciate this is life science to me when i heard it i think of you know my health or science classes in school and I, i i don't think of it every day I mean, I certainly know what, you know, health and I know medical office buildings and certainly know all that. The life sciences, especially the biotech. I mean, that's kind of a, it's almost like building a space shuttle. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of a nebulous big thing and that we're not all living, you know, living around every day. So I, I really appreciate you helping to explain it and bring it bring it home, you know, to us. And sounds yeah. like it'll, it'll be intertwined with commercial real estate. It is actually already, that's what you're saying, intertwined with 
commercial real estate. And so it will be a part of all of our lives at some point. So it is. No, it's absolutely spreading. I mean, it's again, uh, you go to Boston, you get off the airport, uh, you cannot miss a lot of the development that's occurring in Cambridge. Many of those cranes there around Boston or Cambridge are due to life sciences. You get into the airport at San Francisco, you go through South San Francisco, a lot of those cranes, it's all attributed to the life sciences industry. And it's definitely spreading. So wow. it's growing in other metros. And it is, if it isn't in your metro at this point, it is yeah. probably coming very soon. You know, the first time I heard um, people talking about artificial intelligence, I was also thinking, oh, that's, that's not probably ever going to really affect commercial real estate. You know, I've been around a long time and I just couldn't fathom. And of course, now it's becoming soon, maybe not in my career lifetime, but it will be prevalent every day in, in uh, commercial real estate. So this sounds like one of those areas. I really appreciate your input, Ian. It's been very, very insightful and appreciate your time. I think everybody will enjoy listening to you and we'll put a link. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll share this with you so you can share it with your uh, people who follow you too. So great. thank you again, Ian. Have a great rest great. of your day. Great. Thanks. Thank you.